My name is Kat Silverglate, founder of the Mobile Mission Project at the Ridiculous Hour Foundation. If you're joining us for the first time in September of 2022, you are in great company. You're joining individuals in 45 states, 260 some cities, and a few countries who are receiving mobile mission packs in the mail this month. Who are these people and a mobile mission? What? Okay, let's start with the people. Most of them, they're folks just like you and me who are pretty tired of responding to every bell, ding, and whistle that demands our attention. Most of us, we'd really just love to find some space to hit the pause button and think about who we're responding to, why we're responding. This mission, the podcast, the talks that we do, they're all about rethinking responsiveness to God. They're about becoming a first responder, moving from an autopilot response to the demands on our lives to a choice to seek Him first in all we do. And a mission pack? So our mission packs are filled with wildly creative 30-day challenges that give you practical ways to, I guess, carve out rethinking space. They arrive every month in your mailbox, wherever you live, so you can do them in your own hometown, with your own people, at your own pace. And here's why we think it's pretty amazing what's happening in this community. And it's based on a question that we ask every month before we start a mission. And here it is. How will our lives change, our families' lives, our cities, our towns, if we make responsiveness to God a core life value. Imagine that. So here we go with mission number 33 called God Size. Find a comfortable spot, get quiet in your spirit. See if you can press the pause button on your life for just a few minutes while we rethink how we're responding. And we're gonna start today with a different kind of story. We usually start with a true story. And today we're gonna to start with, with a parable. So here we go. He glared at his phone, hoping that staring at it would will the Uber driver to move a little faster. Mr. Kenyu wasn't a very patient man. And when the driver pulled up, he avoided eye contact with her by hefting his own suitcase into the trunk. And then he slid into the same spot he always sat in, the seat right behind the driver. It's the spot where you have the least eye contact with the front seat. To him, this reduced the possibility of idle chit-chat, which he really didn't like. And he, he always selected that quiet mode selection on the app, in any traveling app, so that it sent off the vibe, okay, don't bother me. Pretty quickly, he learned she wasn't getting the vibe. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Kenyu, she started in a chipper tone. Can I offer you some water or play some music that you'd enjoy? His silence told her all she needed to know about Kenyu. She did not say another word. Just as they rolled into the airport, his eye caught the title of a book on her passenger seat, Surviving Grief. His heart clenched not just because his best friend had died unexpectedly a year ago, but because God had surrounded him with the most extraordinary comfort in his darkest days. He felt this heavenly nudge to say something to this woman, but he didn't. 
Instead, he grabbed his bag as fast as he could and he bolted for his gate. And when he was running down the tarmac, he looked up and he silently prayed in his heart, can you give me something a little less sensitive next time? I still can't talk about it without choking up. And then he prayed, Lord, please comfort this woman. Send someone to her today with a bigger emotional bandwidth than I have right now. Amen. He finally got to his gate and he stood there cheek to jowl with throngs of people who were playing out the usual drama at the boarding area. You know how it goes. Wheelchairs fighting to get past the huddle that's pressing to get closer and closer to getting on the plane. There's a passenger at the counter waving her arms and complaining about some inconvenience or some injustice. And there's a third announcement. People, please wait until your group is called to come forward. Nobody seems to hear the flight attendant's announcement that one round-trip domestic ticket will go to anyone willing to give up their seat. But to him, it sounds strangely loud and clear and weirdly personal. Nobody moves, including him. So she makes the invitation sound a little more enticing. We only need one volunteer, and if you step up, we will guarantee you a seat on the flight that leaves just one hour from now from this very gate. Again, nobody moved. And the sense that God was somehow speaking to him, it only grew when he realized he'd make his meeting in no time, with no time out of his schedule, if he just said yes. He had time to spare. Again, he spoke upward in his heart. Can you give me a bigger understanding of why this matters? There must be 200 people here. Anybody can give up a seat. Why me? It made zero sense to him. He boarded the plane. Finally on the plane, he rushes to jam in his AirPods into his ears and turn to the window. He's in the window seat away from his roommates before they arrive so he doesn't have to make eye contact. The two-hour flight gave him just enough time to finish his book. It was a faith-based leadership work on facing impossible challenges with grace. Every time he listened to this book, he was filled with the same desire, the same prayer. Lord, can you give me something big? I want to make a real difference in the world. Can you give me something God-sized? An hour into the flight, Kenya needed to relieve himself. So he had no choice but to turn to his left and make eye contact with the people in his row. To his immediate left, he saw what looked to be a middle school boy who seemed to be terrified of flying. And to the boy's left on the aisle, he saw a woman in her maybe late 30s that he assumed to be the boy's mother. Without any words, he pointed towards the laboratory and they both graciously moved. And he came back and they both graciously moved again. And he got in his seat, put his, his, his earplugs back in, and he finished his book. And he was just storing away his tray table for landing when he noticed that the flight attendant was walking really deliberately towards his row. And he wasn't looking at the mother and he wasn't looking at him. He was looking at the boy. And the flight attendant finally said directly to the boy, now just remember, to stay in your seat when we land, 
I'll come get you when everyone's off the plane and I'll take you to the waiting area. Your mom's flight is just it's about an hour behind this one. We won't be waiting long. The woman on the aisle, she was just as surprised as Ken you was. She thought he was the boy's father, a very stoic man, but the father nonetheless. Ken you lowered his head. He understood right away. The woman at the counter, flailing her arms, the one who seemed to be going through some inconvenience or injustice, that was the boy's mother. She had been bumped from the flight. Her son flew alone because nobody would give up a seat. Her son flew alone because he didn't respond to the nudge God was giving him to give up his seat. Silently he prayed where he sat. Oh Lord, I get it. I got it. I don't I didn't know. If I had only known, of course I would have. Can you redeem this, please? Help me to respond right now. He really didn't know what to say to the boy when he opened his eyes. So he just started with something simple. Can you tell me your name, son? We tend to be drawn to parables because it feels a little less threatening to see our humanity in someone else's life. I see mine in his. I'm thinking maybe there's a little can you in all of us. Resizing seems to be a real thing for humans. A poke, a prod, a nudge, a prompt from above. And we start measuring like we're assigning labels, size labels to t-shirts. It's like a huge Amazon box has suddenly arrived on our doorstep with a bunch of clothes separated from their size stickers. And we think God has delegated the duty to us to decide what size sticker goes on each garment, on each garment we've been asked to wear that day. Sometimes we want to downsize. Can you, can you make it a little smaller so I can avoid this emotion? I'm really tender right now. Extra small, please, Lord, extra small. Sometimes we say things like, okay, maybe a little bigger than that. Bigger than extra small, maybe small. Something that not just anybody can do. <laughs> but I'm guessing, I'm guessing that most of us find ourselves reaching for that medium sticker. Can you put it in the middle of my comfort zone? Can you tell me what's going to happen here so if I say yes, I can decide if it fits in the middle of my comfort zone? I don't want to be too far this way or too far that way. Just the middle of the zone. <laughs> and sometimes we start to wonder if we're missing something in life because we aren't standing in front of a burning bush like Moses hearing, go lead the Israelites out of bondage. So we ask for extra large, or extra, extra large, or extra, extra, extra large. Our can you sounds like this. Can you give me something big? I want to make a real difference in the world. I want something God-sized. My grandparents, my father's parents, had a real influence on me growing up. And when they would hear me resizing or trying to make sense out of something that I clearly thought was from God, but I, I didn't know um, how I was going to do it or why I would be asked. They would always send me to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And this is what it says. Um, I'm reading from the, New from the New International Version. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I think in a gentle kind of way, they were trying to lead me to ask this honest question. If the God of the universe is nudging you, poking you, prodding you, prompting you, calling you, isn't it God-sized by definition? It's God. It's a great question. And it's the one we're going to be asking ourselves this month as we walk out our September mission. So if you have your mission pack, if it's already arrived, go ahead and open it up and shake out those contents. You're, you're going to find a couple of things. You're going to find a row of blank stickers with the word size on them. It's a big blank and then just the little word size. And then you're going to find a row of medium stickers. Medium, 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 medium. They're, they're all stuck together and you see them usually on the front of t-shirts so you can tell what size the shirt is. And then you're going to find an assortment of random sizes. Extra small, small, large, extra large, extra, extra large, extra, extra, extra large. You'll get about three of those in your pack and there'll be a variety. Okay, here's what we're going to do this month. We're going to ask God to help us notice when we're attempting to resize his pokes and his prods and his nudges and his calls. At the start of every week, we're going to take one of those blank stickers with the word size on it. And we're going to pull one out and we're going to write the word God on the sticker. So that when you're done, the sticker will say God size. And then we're going to take that sticker at the beginning of the week to set our intention. We're going to set our intention on believing that if God is poking, if he's prodding, if he's nudging, if he's pulling us in a direction, he's already decided what the right size is. It's God's size because it's God who's calling. He gets to decide the size. Okay, then we're going to put that sticker in a place where we can see it so that when we notice that we are resizing. Oh, no, 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 that's too big. Oh, no, 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 that's too small. Someone else will do that. Oh, no, 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 that's out of my comfort zone. Oh, I want to make a real difference in the world. I, I want something God-sized. When we find ourselves sizing, downsizing, upsizing, uh, middle-sizing, we are going to consider using those stickers in our mission pack to label what we're doing. Are you downsizing? Are you upsizing? Take one of those stickers and actually Put it in your journal, put it in a place you can see it, and spend some time with the Lord there. Spend some time talking to Him about how you can trust Him because He knows everything that we don't know. He gives us understanding as much as we need, but we can't lean on our own understanding completely. We have to lean on His wisdom in the fact that He's calling and we need to lean on our understanding of His Word and go to His Word. I want you to think about all the calls, the nudges, the bumps, the prods that you've gotten recently, maybe long ago, let the Lord bring them to mind. And think about what you've done with them. Have you avoided them because they were too big? Have you avoided them because they were too small? Have you avoided them because you're leaning on your own understanding? What have you done with them? This is a real time with the Lord. You can do this with others. You can talk to them about their own bumps and prods and nudges. You can share them with each other and talk about what it means to resize. Talk about what it means to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding and to bring yourself to a place of submission to Him so that He can show you why that's a straight path to where He's going and where He's inviting you to go with Him. If the God of the universe is poking you, 
Isn't it God's eyes already? Okay, if you aren't receiving our packs in the mail and you'd like to join us, just hop on our website, theridiculoushour.com. You can hit that get started button that's just below our tagline, which says inspiring lives ridiculously responsive to the promptings of God. You can go to our contact link and just send us an email. You can go to our missions page and hit request materials. There's all kinds of ways that you can contact us on our website. We'll be happy to send you one. And if you are new to all of this and you just don't know where to start with God, don't you worry. He started with you a long time ago, and He's never going to stop knocking. The question for each and every one of us is this, will we respond? Amen? Amen.